another dream last night that I was like at my house and like and and, uh, and I was like peeing all over the living room. Mastapod with Bonesaw and Ho. Welcome to the Mastapod, episode seven. We are back after a hiatus. What have you to say for it, Bonesaw? Your absence. Well, why did we stop? When was the last time we did one? Early summer? We went on a couple of tours. We did two three-week tours. I went on a honeymoon. We That's went, right. We went to a family reunion. And we went on family vacation. And we've been trying to finish our own band's album. Yeah, and we recorded an album. Should we give them a little snippet right off the bat? Before we even tell them what the podcast is about? Sure. Well, I hope you enjoyed that uh, clip. We hadn't decided previously what we were going to play, so there's nothing really to say about it because I don't know what to, what song we're commenting on. We got some fan mail, a few pieces of fan mail, and both times, <laughs> I guess we haven't gotten a few, we've gotten a couple, two. No, we've gotten more than that. Anyway, every time we've gotten some fan mail, both have referenced that they checked out our band and they were surprised that we didn't sound like Mastodon. <laughs> oh, I think, no. I think the, the, the astute listener can hear Mastodon influences. But yeah. it, right off the bat, it's not like, whoa, full service, they sound just like Mastodon. No, certainly not. Um, for the people who are just uh, listening for the first time, this is a podcast about the metal band or progressive rock band or hard rock band. Uh, there's a bit of a debate about their genre, even amongst the members. But uh, about the band Mastodon, it's our favorite band. Yep. Well, you're putting that out there, huh? Favorite band? Yeah, it's mine at the moment. So and by at the moment, I mean the past few years. Yeah, it's been mine for easily since 2005. I mean, favorite modern band. Yeah. Who's your favorite? You're already starting to qualify it, huh? Well, there's there are categories. Yeah. Yeah. I'm what about like the 80s and 90s era? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to dethrone Guns N' Roses for me. I mean, that's why I started playing music and stuff. Hmm, me too, for that era. So far, we're matching up perfectly. What about like 70s? 70s. Hmm. I don't know. What was going on in the 70s? I well, a big band that you claim to not like. You'll see they're not my guy. Called Led Zeppelin. Well, that's where we 70s. diverge then. All right, well, that's mine. I don't you, know it's probably Aerosmith for you. Aerosmith, that's exactly it. What are the guys in Mastodon like from the 70s? Thin Lizzy or Cheap Trick? What's the, which one? There's I, some YouTube stuff where they're doing like, Bill and, and uh, Brent are with the guy and it's just like an acoustic classic rock song. Oh, I thought that he just liked Iron Maiden. No, he. what do you mean just liked? I mean, I thought like Bron's thing is Iron Maiden straight up. That's it. Bron, I didn't say Bron. Oh. I said Brent. Oh. You got caught by the burrs. Yeah. Who knows what he's listening to? He listens to all kinds of crap. There's three people in Mastodon with the first name that starts with B. And they're all monosyllabic. Brent, Bron, Bill. Hi, I'm Brent Hines, and if you've never heard of me, here I am now so you can hear of me. My name's Bron. I play the drums and do a little bit of singing for the band Mastodon. This is Bill Kelleher from the band Mastodon. Yep. And then Troy. Gets confusing. Back to the first-time listeners. We don't pay enough 
attention to this. Like if someone's joining in, like sometimes I join a podcast in the middle and it's really helpful to have the podcast be like, You're right. here's what's going on. Okay. So this podcast is a fan podcast about the band Mastodon. And my brother Hogue and I started to do this podcast because we listen to a lot of podcasts when our own band Fold Sur- Full Service is on tour. And uh, we just decided to start our own about Mastodon, partially because Hogue was listening to a podcast about U2. This is you talking U2 to me. By Scott Ackerman and Scott, Adam Scott. And, <laughs> you got uh, caught by the Scots. I got caught by the Scots. So anyway, that's it. And now we just talk about Mastodon, and, and our one some, one of our goals is to have Brent or any of the guys really be a guest on the show. And uh, I've been slacking on my pursuit of that, but uh, I think it'll happen. Pursue someday. happiness with, with diligence. Yeah, but this is a podcast not just for the hardcore Mastodon fan, but maybe for anybody who likes to just listen to two band guys geek out about another band. Yeah. Uh, side note, production note, stop uh, moving the mic stand with your foot. It's okay. It makes a thing. We had a, we had a problem in the vocal booth earlier in the week. I didn't tell you about. Um, I kept stepping on the thing and it would ruin takes because it'd be like, a great take, you're singing. Did you say, did you... Did your uh, did you say that you can't take that, this long to tee up a joke? I'm not teeing up a joke. That's right. It's late. You um earlier today when you were recording and there was two people, you know, workers blowing leaves off the street. You were like, oh, I don't care if that noise comes through onto my vocal, my pristine vocal part. You know, what kind of a professional are you? This is your first time in professional baseball. <laughs> this is your first fucking time in professional baseball. I'm pot refereeing for. That's uh, a reference to a a YouTube clip where a minor league baseball coach, a very famous former MLB player, Wally Backman, played for the Mets back in the day. The he, greatest coaching meltdown you'll ever see. Just look up Wally Backman meltdown or something, and it'll come up. And we just saw Wally Backman we'll coaching. Play, we'll play a clip of, of the professional baseball right here. Wally, please, let's go. Let's First go. fucking time you've ever fucking umpired in professional baseball? Wally. Wally, you Wally, fucking, Wally, no, that's far, some don't, bullshit. Don't you know, the last guy I bumped, Wally, I'd have knocked Wally, you on your fucking ass. Wally, Wally, Put that in your fucking report, Wally. you little fucking pimpsqueak. Side note, we did just see Wally Backman in person up at the Round Rock Express minor league baseball game. He was coaching for the Las Vegas 51s. And uh, we got the heads up that he was in the dugout. Yo, why would Las Vegas be named the 51s? Gary 51. No, that's what Dylan said, but I'm pretty sure that's in New Mexico. It's a great question, Hogue, maybe for another podcast. Do you think it's in New Mexico? Uh, I can tell by looking at your face. Subconsciously, I kind of thought it was, but I don't know. Okay, so anyway, that's what we do with uh, the Mastopod. And um, before, we get, before we get to talking about them a little bit more, some, I like to know what it looks like when some of my favorite podcasts are podcasting. So I thought it might be fun to paint a picture of where we're doing this. Oh, okay, well, we're in... The wing, which is one of the rooms at uh, the house that we both live in. Uh, and I'm sitting on a couch with your new dog, Izzy, who was sound asleep. And your practice pad is on the, the table here because you were just practicing. There's a makeshift vocal booth because we've been 
doing vocals and stuff to finish up our album. I'm really making us sound like a really budget garage band, but so it's going to sound amazing. What is the booth made of? The booth is made of hand-me-down floor material, like really thick, like gymnasium-style floor material that a friend was using as his kid's play mat, and then he gave it to me because he had spilled beer on it too many times for it to be sanitary for a kid. Who? who? Sean Ironmonger. Oh. So it became our awesome vocal booth. It's kind of perfect, actually. Maybe we'll post a picture. And Hogue is over there in the uh, control room chair, which is actually the former driver's seat of our first tour van, which I took out when the van was retired. And I attach it to the bottom of a uh, you know an office chair. And now it's like the most comfortable chair ever. Really in really genius. Thanks. That was one of my my better moves. I've had a lot of failures. That was not a failure. You showed a lot of ingenuity. Thanks. Repurposing, man. I'm like 1920s era person. Uh, some other things I see in the room are a f- tiny little like play like kids play like plastic saw. Yep. Uh, a uh, like a wool or felt whale ornament. Yep. Uh, rocket ship birdhouse. Yep. Uh, collage from our festival, the circus. Got a lot of memorabilia. A here. big uh, face of a rapper, B Love. I'm laying low as birds crash into this window. They fly high and dip low. It's like a crash window. Anyway, there's nothing Mastodon related in here except. I'm trying to find something. In the bathroom, there's my poster from the 2011 show. Oh yeah, where the one we sent, the one we met them. Anyway, let's get to some Mastopod. Okay, I'm gonna kick it off here tonight. I read an article uh, while using the bathroom earlier today. Hmm. I was just TMI. It, it was an article, great article, uh, written on Grantland, but I think that was picked up from somewhere else. Anyway, it was a the guy had interviewed Braun before once more around the sun came out. Once more around the sun, we go again. Yeah. Anyway, I just like this. He says, calling Mastodon the world's greatest metal band doesn't go far enough. Mastodon belongs in the short list of the very best American bands of any genre Fuck yeah. from the last 10 years. Here's what I like, and I want you to discourse on. Over the course of six records, Mastodon has somehow managed to steadily grow its audience without getting any less weird. I feel like that's kind of the goal of every band. Yeah. Is to just like get weirder and weirder, yet get more and more fans. And at the same time, get weirder and weirder, but they hone in. Like, I don't think Once More on the Sun is, I don't think weirder is is the right word there. What's the right word? To make weird choices. Like, the weird choice would be to make uh, sort of a more straight ahead, like, hard rock album for Once More on the Sun. But that doesn't mean because it's a weird choice that the music is weirder. Well, the music's not any weirder. Well, I guess so. It says no less weird. The word weird is starting to sound weird. I just mean he's saying that they didn't... He's basically saying they didn't compromise. He also points out in this article that they've never made... Actually, I'm going to look this quote up. Can't get it to load. Uh, he says... Something to the effect of they've never made a ballad. As an example of them not selling out. <laughs> Let me find it. Reeling. I know. Just let let the listener lead up these silent, vacant tones. No, we got Wait, f- just... Shh, shh. All you hear is the digital hum of impedance. 
not impotent. Just cut this part out. Shit. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. If you're going to, like, I have the, I have something I want to talk about queued up on the computer and I can make it happen right now. All right. Well, let's go ahead. All right. One of the biggest news. Oh, damn. One of the biggest pieces of news coming out of the Mastodon world is the release of their video, Asleep in the Deep. And this came out the day after we had a podcast uh, debating the, the meaning of the Masticat or the significance of the Masticat. And maybe we were just stupid and like all the super fans knew before us, but it was all about this fucking cat video. Not like an internet cat video, like a weird sci-fi horror cat video that they put out. And it's their music video to Asleep in the Deep. And I thought maybe it'd be fun to talk about it, watch it, listen to it. Sure. Didn't we already talk about that? Okay, video? watch. More as an example of my preparation prowess. Here we go. Here is Mastodon's Asleep in the Deep. Nice. What a tight way to cue that one up, Hogue. Yep. Okay, so... First of all, I want to, I want to note mm -hmm. that my wife Colleen does not like Mastodon, but she said she liked this song after watching the video of the Masticat. Really, we also had it, it. This was, if you recall, an episode maybe three or four. This was the one where she, we tried to get her to like Mastodon. Weird, or I did. I wonder if it was the familiarity. Anyway. Here we go. So, one reason we like this video is because it reminds us of our cat Jack Bauer, who's like maybe sixteen years old by now. It's so cool, but does the same thing as this cat. I mean, I think that the theory of this video is. What does a cat do when it goes outside and is gone all night, right? Yeah. Nobody really knows what a cat does. So in this case, it goes on this, like, psychedelic journey to free a rat. Right. So the cat leaves the guy when the guy falls asleep, goes outside. Now it's got some cat demons. Oh, give us some analysis. Guys, this video is so cool. If you don't no Macedon or like Mark May or you're like uh, <laughs> you know JC and you're just sort of like the podcast maybe but you haven't checked them out yet just watch this video it's really really cool it's got a sense of humor it may but it it still is able to be freaky and unsettling at the same time perfectly compliment compliments the music and it kind of reminds me, it's like sort of budget a little bit. Like they said it didn't take too much to make. There's a a puppet cat that sort of takes over from the real cat in the video. When it's in Dream World. Right, okay. It becomes this like... Uh... But this stuff looks expensive to have made. You know, all the set well, pieces. Warner Brothers money, you know? They said, but Braun said it didn't cost that much money. This Maybe big, that. huge, green serpent frog <laughs> playing like a sitar type thing, and he's hypnotizing the cat. And the frog, by the way, is hitting from a large hookah bong, something or other. Now we got spider webs, red lights. Point is, watch it. Let's let the music play, sorry. That serpent frog is tripping balls, obviously, and it reminds me of that weird serpent slug thing from that horrible movie with Eastbound and Down Guy and uh, 
Oh, God. I don't know, man. Worst movie ever. Wait, what's the movie? I don't know. We saw it on tour and we walked out. Wait, pause. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man, with uh, with his buddy, James um, Franco. James Franco. Yeah, and there's like this little worm dude that like makes them jerk. Him yeah, off. yeah. It's a gay worm dragon. I hate that movie. Pot smoking gay worm dragon. Looks like that thing though. Sorta, of, yeah. What's the name yeah. of that movie? It's like a medieval. Anyway, don't watch it. Yeah. Okay. So let's keep watching this. There's a brain in a glass case. Just to keep you up to date. The cat reminds me of the, uh... The puppets from... Or, like, the animatronic things from the Grateful Dead. Touch of Grey video. Well, what's happening on this video, Hook? Uh, well, now... <laughs> I I know, it's, but I would like to hear what you have to say. Like, I think what do you been, think? He's about been it? given some sort of journey now by the serpent frog, and I think his journey is taking him to this weird mountain where this rat is being held hostage. And what what really gets me is now he's spitting some sort of astral fire onto the onto the rat to to break the. To burn the ropes off of the rat, so the rat can be free. Why is the cat friends such good friends with this rat? Because typically you think of cats and rats with cats My theory and mice. is that it's just it's a play on that we really don't know what goes on out there. Although I tell you what we do know is that Jack Bauer cat fucking kills rats. That's what I'm saying. So why does this cat save a rat? There's a lot of times when we go outside and there's a fucking dead rat on our workout mat out there. Or mouse, I guess. Do you hear? Do you know? Uh, oh, the, is that the sheep's head curse? Thing, there, some a mastodon has a lot of stuff with a lot of heads. There's a three-headed yeti type devil. That's true. There was a three-headed uh, sheep. Who do you think is the guy in the band that likes multi-headed monsters? Bruh, God, which fucking Brent? That's when we need. This is when we need Brent for fact checking. Facts well, he does. Oh, also, some more mastodon news. I'll pause this video. Some more mass sad news. There was this big stupid thing about Brent, their crazy guitar player, who's really, really good, but a wild card, saying that he hates interviews and he hates heavy metal. So I sort of gave up having him come on. But we don't want it to be like a normal interview about no, it's just stuff. a conversation. Yeah. Actually, not even that. We want Brent to be our facts checker so we can just Yeah, just don't say, do hey, anything. But Hey, Brent, who's the guy who likes multi-headed monsters? Yeah. Like, and what do we say, Hoke? And it's like, it's almost like he has to type the question into his brain and then just give it back to us. We don't want answers or a conversation. Just he'll probably, sit there. If he types it to us, he'll give it back with very poor grammar. Questionably intentional. <laughs> True. Yeah. Should we, we? We've deduced via his Instagram that he has really questionable grammar or he intentionally does it wrong. What do you guys think? A lot of that like there, there kind of stuff. Or like by, B-Y or... I, I thought when, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know what the deal with that is. Write us, write us and tell us what you think the deal is so, with yeah. Brent's grammar. Anyway. That's, that's how in-depth our analysis goes. We're super the fans. grammar of the individual band members. I mean, we're super fans enough that we always start a podcast. Anyway, that's enough of the Asleep in the Deep video. Watch it. So, and we won't spoil the ending for you. See what happens to the cat at the end. But uh, I'm gonna watch it again later. Volley, um, volley this back to me as I take us into our next section. Wait, but, but hey, hold on. 
What were you going to bring up? Well, I just want to come back to this article that I thought was just really stuck with me. I'm going to read a little section. I feel like he, this this writer really... Uh, likes just Mastodon? Fucking like, no, but he just like likes... He just gets them. Let me give you an example. Well, here's that quote I was looking for. Mastodon still has never recorded a power ballad unless you count the song on the last record about a fuck about fucking on a spaceship. What song was that about? <laughs> uh, that um, Stargasm? Was that a ballad? Here, we'll play a little bit of it right now. I don't think that counts as a power ballad. I, no, I don't think so. So which one is he talking about? Octopus has no friends? No, this one. I think that's what he's talking about. That's the description that fits. Is that what Stargasm is about? Yes. Makes Again, what, do we, what would be great to have in the corner of the room? Fucking Brent. A fact checker. Where's fact checker? Brent. Brent. Come on the podcast and fact these checks. Check these facts. Not, not true. Not, not 100% true? That's the song he's talking about, though. Yeah, it's got to be. So We'll do that as the song analysis at the end of the, at the end Oh, of the okay. Show. So anyway, moving on. He says, um, I just like this description of Mastodon's music. I want to see if you guys agree with this. Mastodon has by now more or less codified its method of attack. Each song will have a guttural guitar sound. Bill, I think he's talking about and a sparkly guitar sound playing off of the growly bottom. Hmm. Bill, I mean, that's spot Money on. Money so far. Bill's guttural, Brent is sparkly, Troy is growly. It's just fucking perfect. Whichever time signature the song starts with will probably not be the same signature it ends with five to seven minutes later. Also accurate. The vocals, this is awesome. The vocals are intense in a proactive sense. Whoever is singing, whether it's Daler, Hines, or Sanders, sounds like a person perpetrating an axe-assisted slaughter rather than a person running away from an axe-assisted slaughter. <laughs> if you like this kind of music, you probably own at least a few of Mastodon's records by now. At a time when riffs have become a rare currency for rock bands, just try to find a memorable one on any self-described rock record released in the past 12 months. Mastodon is notable for stockpiling them like Krugerans. What's that? I don't know. But I think that's just an awesome description. I'm clicking on the Krugerans link. Yeah, click on Krugerans. Well, okay, wait. So first of all, isn't that amazing? Now you tell me what you think a Krugerand is. <laughs> that, that Mastodon is stockpiling like riffs. Um, a collection of Icelandic spears. Like in a like in a silo. Interesting. The only thing accurate about that is that it's international. Hmm. <laughs> a Krugerand is a South African gold coin first minted in '67 to help market South African gold and produced by the South African mint. By 1980, the Krugerand accounted for 90% of the global coin gold coin market. Wow! So there's 90%. They're stockpiling like gold. I mean, in in a way, this writer's kind of being like a music writer where he's like, instead of just saying stockpiling like gold, he's using an obscure reference. But that's what kind of makes him interesting. Now we yeah. Know. I like this guy. He's, I like this guy too. What's his like, name? Um, his name is Stephen Hyden. Okay. And check out his article. It's called The Sad But True Fate of Pop Metal. 
It's actually about how there's no, like, metal has taken itself. It's used Mastodon to make the argument that metal doesn't give a shit about being popular anymore. And, like, all those, like, pop metal, there's, like, start, you know, with Metallica's Black Album and, like, Guns N' Roses and, like, going all the way through into, like, even, like, Creed and stuff. Soundgarden. Like, metal was, like, pop metal was mainstream, but now metal doesn't give a shit. Partly because of, sort of, people's fractured taste in music these days but also just uh i think he uses bronze last comment to say why they don't care he just says uh you know he talked he asked bron daly like what they hope to achieve like do they hope to get bigger and bronze response is like well we hope to headline festivals so that we can afford to make bigger stage setups that's our goal and he goes uh something like that would be cool he said with Crack the Sky, we did a whole movie thing that was really fun. We'd like to do more of that kind of stuff. I think it's coming. I think we're almost there after 15 years. Well, who knows? Maybe we're on the downturn. Only time will tell. And the writer goes, Visions of an, ambi- visions of an ambitious live show couched in modest career expectations. How metal. Yeah, this guy's clever. Definitely clever like a music writer, but I think he, he nails it. Well, uh, well first of all, I feel like we just interviewed. I feel like we just had a Mastodon interview. We read an article that had a Mastodon. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying this article got me thinking more about Mastodon and how they're the greatest band ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're doing an episode right now. Also, I don't think that all three of them, all three of the singers, sound like they're pursuing a I actually kill or that. something. Yeah, I, mean, I Brent- think Troy and Brent do. I think Bron is more sensitive and careful right well i think but talks I, about fear and death and i agree but what he hits on i think is one of the things that's most appealing to me about mastodon and same with gnr back in the day or some other bands we like and he's able to to describe the different players playing style without even mentioning their instrument or without even mentioning their names I and mean, you know who he's talking about like the, each player has a lot of personality even their sound has personality guttural shimmering or you know glimmering growling you can just tell who he's talking about. And I think that that's something that I don't see as much in many bands now where it's like some of the sh- shit we were listening to today where it's like, you know, an electronic foundation for some singer. Right now they're trying to, you know, New York Times had an article about they're trying to find the next Lord. And there's like a million of like those kind of young female singers with that style sound or Amy Winehouse style. There's no personality to the instrumentation. Good Lord. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, we're biased because we are instrumentalists ourselves. But Well, let's not think anymore about bad songs. Let's think of good songs. We are. So I'm saying Mastodons hold it down. I have extreme pride in being a Mastodon fan, which is like one thing that's cool about it. Let's listen to Stargasm. Okay. Song analysis? Yep. Song analysis. So we're doing Stargasm this time, in case you're just tuning in. Because it was referenced as their only maybe ballad because it talks about, quote, fucking in a spaceship. <laughs> so let's, let's mix it up a little bit on this one, Hoke. You analyze. I want to hear your thoughts on the guitar work. I always analyze. Yeah, but, you know, we, I'm, I'm analyzing like 12 hours a day. I'm just saying on this, for this one, I've talked about guitar. You've talked about drums. Before. All right, play it. Okay, here it comes. Here's the intro. 
reminds me of something. I can never think of it. That's awesome. This is like Pink Floydy. Big intro, obviously. Here. Teasing the main riff right there. Yeah, awesome. Different time signature, just like the article said. Yeah. So, guitar. Bonesaw doesn't want to stop this song. No, dude, it's hard once you get started. I know. Like you said, very Pink Floydy intro. And the guitar, it sounds like cause a shitload of reverb on one thing. And then there's a little bit of delay and the picky, like maybe it's not even delay, maybe it's just the way he's picking it or something. Yeah, so it's really sort of swimming and sprawling and shimmering. Then they bring it in, really tighten it up when it has the time change when the vocals come in. Yeah, with the guttural. And real chugging. Chugga, 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 chugga. Yeah. And the voice of the guy pursuing. Perpetrating that. Perpetrating the act of murder. Let's keep listening here a little bit. It's just like horror. It's like. It's like a horror I mean, that sounds movie like, yeah. line. And he loves horror movies. What it's is just that? cool to see how they how they use their influences and like who is really coming out of the song at what time. Who likes horror movies? Yeah, and like Who does, I mean. Oh all of them I think, but particularly Brent. What is it making that sound though? It's a fucking guitar. I think so? Yeah. Really affected guitar. Play it again. Yeah, like, I mean, this part, where does this come from? The tune is way down, by the way. Yeah, it's just a major chord with a cool lick. It's awesome. I can't stop. I can't stop. There's, there's major overtune, oh, uh, fucking auto-tune going on. You think so? Yeah. At the end of Fire, go back to Fire. It just oh. like sits on a shelf. Now, you hate auto-tune. Now, what do you, now, why don't you talk about what auto-tune is real quick? Well, this is pretty well done auto-tune, I think. It's almost used intentionally. Like You can, t- you can tell what it sounds like. I don't think it's used intentionally. 
Waddle Toon is, is a program that came around, or you know, it's an, I mean, I think they intended to use it, but I don't think for I don't think they want people to be able to really yeah. tell. It's, it's a recording tool that came around. I don't know, fifteen years ago or something that that takes if you're singing a pitch and it's a little bit off, it you tell it what pitch it's supposed to be, and it will just like grab that sound and move it to that pitch you want. And you can really be extreme with it, like Ti and a lot of rappers and stuff, and they use it as like a. Well, you're really holding people's hand through this auto tune. Yeah, you can use it to jump around. You know, so like, kind of sounds like when you hit yourself in the throat, like like that. Right. But then also it can be used if you, at the end of notes to like hold a note right on pitch. So Hogue's gonna listen s- to fire. That's just, that's like so unnaturally, it just puts Flat. that note on a shelf. Yeah. Forever. The way like a human voice can't really do. Right. right. Does it bother you that they do it right there? No. Why not? It bothers you when a lot of people do it, like Josh Groban. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What did I say, What a tone you used when you said Josh Groban. It was judgmental. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Just because I've seen them live. They sound mostly like that. I mean, they they have ways of like really smoothing things out vocally on record and even live now. They've sort of struggled with it live for a while, I think. You think they smoothed it out now live? I think it's kind of endearing that they like, like Brent in particular just Well, yeah, he's not dry. very smooth live. He just live. phones it in. And phone it in sometimes. I don't know. He makes his voice. Face. But he doesn't make the sound. He probably loses his voice. Parties I, all the time. Drinks, smokes. Yeah, I've been there. Without the partying and smoking, I still lose my voice. Yeah. Let's take it to the end of the song here. Comes back to a verse three. Also, wasn't this producer like a hip-hop producer? Yes, it was. So he's probably used to using a lot of autotune. Like Elizondo, you're right. Yeah. This song is a great song. I mean, it's a great song. It's not a great song. I'm just saying it's not It's not my favorite song by them. I think it's, uh, it's a good album song. It's not like the one I like definitely want to hear, you know. And I don't know. It doesn't really like... It just kind of cruises at kind of a low intensity most of the time. Even with that... Yep. You know, it's still sort of like... It has an intro... It does a verse, the well, second verse is a chorus, the second verse chorus, and then an intro. Not all songs are meant to, as oh, you know. you just put your oh, fucking... shit. Hogue just put his he, his socked foot Up on, on the fucking desk, and who left their gum on their goddamn <laughs> guitar worksheet? This is amazing. This studio is amazing. sheet thing. I totally caught you. Ooh. I just... Why do you do that? That's the worst. Uh, that's pretty bad. We'll post a picture on the Facebook page of of this. What were we talking about? Before the gum <laughs> incident on, in the nighttime on the desk? We were talking about the song. song. It's not, not a great song. It's a good song. Oh, now I was going to say, as you know, not all songs are fit to be hits. Nor should they be. I, I, feel, like, I feel like a producer from back in like the 60s. Like, not all songs are fit to be hits. <laughs> you see? Um, you cigar. You're right. And not all of them should be. Sometimes you just got to... Put some cool riffs out there. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes, <laughs> if you take nothing else away from this podcast, let it be this. Some Wait, what was it again? Fit to be hits? No, no, no. Sometimes you just got to take a <laughs> yeah. couple cool riffs together and put them out there? Yeah, no, it was, it was a little tighter than that. We'll fucking go back and look. All right, let's see what it was. Sometimes you just got to put some cool riffs out there. That's what it was. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do we have left? Well, we're going to do a little inst- Instagram. We usually check no, out No, that's not what it's two. called. What? That's not what it's called. Oh, Instapod. Instapod. Yeah. Where we talk about Mastodon's Instagram accounts. Instapod, Instapod, we're going to creep on Mastodon's accounts. Because their photos are so weird and funny, we can't get enough of them. Let's not waste any more time. Let's start. Mastogram? Mm, we flirted with that idea for a while. I think we settled on Instapod. No, I don't think so. I think I... Evan Stern can confirm that we settled but on Instapod. Instapod doesn't have anything. You just... <laughs> Evan Stern, name drop. Number six. Yo, but Instapod has nothing to do with Mastodon. Mastogram. Oh, that's true. Instadon. Shit, what was it? But we wanted to be like a little separate podcast. But Mastogram Pod. Instapodon. Yeah. Instapodon. Okay, well, this is where we check out a couple of pictures from Bron or uh, Brent's Instagram account, the recent posts. And Bill has not accepted my request to follow him, so. Neither we'll just mine. Stick to those two. Hey, he's a little more personal. That's cool. By the way, this is sort of the end segments of our podcast. I just want to say there is a ton of Mastodon news going on out there. Like there's a Bill Kelleher documentary and there's like some more tour dates announced, including another Austin date in October, which we're definitely going to go to. And uh, we've chosen not to talk about those current events. But you know. I think we're talking a lot of Mastodon today. We're talking a lot of Mastodon. That's the goal. But I do want to check out whatever's up with this Bill Kelleher thing. Me too. I, haven't, I don't know anything about that. Let's start with, uh, can we go to, to, Bron had a post today. The flower. Yeah, it was a yellow rose that had dew on it. And I think people are thinking maybe that's about his sister? Crack the sky sister? Hmm, I don't know. He doesn't say anything about it. Seems like maybe it was, maybe her birthday or something? I feel a little creepy and personal. Oh, about. maybe. Okay. Maybe. His other one, his other most recent one then is uh, him with Gallagher. Who was that guy? That's Gallagher. You know Gallagher. No. Watermelons? What? Smashes watermelons? I have no idea. What? Gallagher, at the end of his act, he smashes a watermelon in front of the audience, and watermelon goes all over people. I, it's... Stop I'm, it. No, dude, that doesn't ring any bells. Wow. I believe okay. he must be a famous guy, but it's just, it looks like some old guy with white hair. No, well, yeah, his name's Gallagher. Oh, that's why he says, let's smash some fruit. Yes, yes, yes. I have no clue. What do you want me to do? Next one on bronze is a great one. It's got, He's got some beers sent to him. Uh, looks like 20 ounces or whatever. And uh, they're, it's called War Pigs, and he's hugging it. And it's... Uh, this, actually, this picture really works on a lot of levels. First, it's just adorable that he's hugging the beer, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have these yellow tones. So color-wise, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So the yellow of his wallpaper and the yellow of his shirt and the blasted yellow from the Solid. sunlight and his hair all contrast with 
the darker, richer coffee tones of the bottles <laughs> and the frame. Now look what's in the frame. Negative photos, black and white, of a horse transporting somebody on a rug. But the, yeah. all the colors are great. So yeah, a lot <sighs> going on here. Now here's my question for you. We, we've recently talked about amongst ourselves in our own band and with some other people who do product placement and marketing uh, for a living about how Instagram and Twitter people and stuff, how valuable really popular Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts are to companies looking to brand themselves and like the astronomical amounts of money that some companies will pay those popular accounts to like wear their shirt or rep their piece of clothing. Like, like if you, if you follow Russell Wilson, the Seahawks quarterback, he does some where every once in a while you'll see the rock wear something that you're like, okay, somebody's paying him a hundred grand to wear that shirt. How much do you think, do you think that Braun was paid to do this or he just got some free beers? No. I don't think so. You think this is not an intentional product placement? No. Except that Warpig may have It's a just, craft beer. Yeah, but they may have sent them to him hoping he would do this and he did it. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a certain silent expectation. We'll hook you up some free shit and you like represent you that. You pimp us shit. on on social meat. Ha <laughs> ha. Jesus, the you gum put, thing happened again. Who's the dumb one? You put your fucking foot back in the gum. Anyway, um anyway, I'm you know, I'm curious what their take is on sponsors. God damn it, dude. I hope you didn't need this sheet anymore. No, I don't. Okay. Um, who do you want to do? Should we do some of Brent's? Well, just, just back piggybacking on that. The last one before that one from... Piggybacking. Was Brent, was Bron Barf. posting the album cover of one a friend's band. Hey, you guys, go check out my favorite people on the planet's new band and album, Publicist UK. Okay. Okay. It's Dave White. Okay. Who? Where's this? This is the one right before the beer one. So he had two oh. in a row where he was repping somebody else. But I think this is pretty cool. I mean, for him to be like, to post that, to promote another band, he must have a lot of band friends is what I'm saying. Yeah, that is really cool. And he him, seems like the fucking man. We're talking about Bron, the drummer. The article described him, it says, Daler is arguably the most recognizable person in the world's greatest, though only semi-popular band. Daler what? Wait, what? what? It says, Daler is arguably the most recognizable person in the world's greatest, though only semi-popular, metal band, Mastodon. Daler certainly stands out the most due to his physical appearance. He's the only member who doesn't look like an actual Mastodon. <laughs> hmm, that's true. Yeah. But I, th I don't think he sticks out the most. They all, I mean, their, their personalities all come out to the same distance, I feel like. It did. It also looks like he went to a pretty raging party with Kerry King about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Three in a row. They were wasted. He was posting. He he had a little Instagram, I'm drunk Instagram posting party with Kerry King. No, not. I mean, they're just chilling. I think they were raging. I think the fact that he posted three in a row. Maybe, but not necessarily raging. Dude, Izzy's having a bad Listen to Izzy. Wait. Hoax dog Izzy's having a nightmare. Poor little buddy. Oh my god, dude, his eyes are cross-eyed and rolling back in his head. <laughs> I don't know what happens when he sleeps. What are you doing, dog? He does weird stuff during the night. Is he okay? Anyway, all right, let's. right, I want to take a look at some of Brent's. Okay. Um, wow, there's been so many. 
There's been just so many. Well, he's off tour, right? So he's been playing some shows with his Fiend Without a Face band and also hanging with his, like, close bro, Tom Cheshringers. Right. And uh, Max Cooper. These guys, he's always and the, And his friends from West End Motel or something. So in typical Brent fashion, he had a bunch of, like, posters, like, as if, like, a local band would post posters. You know? I mean, the places they play, they play to Brent show. has a side gig, West End Motel, and he gets home from tour and plays in that band and his other band, Fiend Without a Face. Yeah. Let's go to this one. It says, this is great because I like the ones where they post. You can get a little view into their, their world. It's him with his feet up on a futon. And then it's not, he's not, there's nothing in front of him except there's a poster. Looks like a mounted dead bird. It's his living room or something. Anyway, it says, I love. Period. I love. <laughs> but it might, maybe he's talking about like he set something up in his room and or like in that room. Maybe he just hung that painting. It's just a normal dude's house. Well, in the kitchen in there, you can see he's got like a, like a little antelope mounted head. How can how do you know that's the kitchen? Did you snap? Did you screen cap and then zoom in? Because no. this is Instagram. No, I actually I do. I don't know if it's kitchen. It might be a. I don't know some other room. Who's uh, that's James Dean right there in that big painting? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Hmm. But uh, his stuff is all like nicely hung and like framed and stuff. I feel like I'm sort of surprised that he graduated out of like. The just stick shit on the wall thing. I mean, you dude, are... he is. There is shit just stuck on the wall. Look at the place. It's cool. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's not very like. It's just sort of hung randomly, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I'm still sort of feel like he lives in a cave with his guitar. Yeah, I think he kind of does. Man cave. Yo, what was up with the one he has back here two weeks ago? It's the nutrition facts on some sort of supplement called Soylent. Dude, no idea. It just says do. And then it's this Soylent supplement. What I, the dude. hell is that? Is it a TV show or something reference? I don't know. Maybe it's really, really obvious. But to me, it seems really hard to explain and random. I mean... Is a powdered a powdered meal replacement product advertised as a staple meal. Its creators state that Soylent meets all nutritional requirements for an average adult, although there is no medical evidence to support this claim. Is he taking this as a supplement? For what is it? It's just a meal replacement supplement, protein shake kind of thing. Um, you know, a meal replacement drink. I don't know, but holy shit, we just have a a posting thirty seconds ago. Let's check it out. What? It looks like, let's see. Glad all the littlest things in life are the biggest inspiration. Oh, okay, so it looks like a shot from his kitchen. And uh, a lot of little, like, dinosaur figures and elephant figurines down on the windowsill. A couple plants, a couple crazy nice. plants. Okay. Cool pieces of art. Nice thick black shades. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah, it's a your room looks a lot like your room. Similar kind of trinkets or smells room. Glad all the littlest things in life are the biggest inspiration. Man, hmm. I wonder if he... I wish he... <laughs> I wonder if he would knew that we were instantly going to be podcasting about his oh, post. damn. Yeah, that was that would have been cool. It's got to be weird to be a celebrity like him. He has liked several of our posts that we've done about the Instagram. 
Yeah. Why don't you just comment? He's obviously on the phone. He's like, on the thing, be like, hey, we're doing an episode of Mastopod right now. Should I? Now. Okay. All right. Hi, cover me. I'm fucking writing. All right. We're going to, are we making I'm like a li- running across and you're, and, and I'm getting fired at. Good. He was one minute ago. Radio he, silence. So you got to. All right. Pick him. He, he's going to be excited to see who comments first on his picture. So here we go. Here's a chance we're going to try to get, get close to the stars here via Instagram. What are you gonna say? Just say, "Hey, we're 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 recording a new podcast of our Mastopod right now." I said, "Doing an episode of the Mastopod as we speak. This provides great material." Parentheses. It's our Mastodon podcast, fan podcast. He knows what it is. Oh, he knows. Oh, he knows. All right. Riveting drama here. All right, we'll keep you posted. We'll check back in with that. All right. Um. But you did get the first comment. Oh, somebody else got first comment. I know, but it was something that Dino Kaiju is what they wrote. I don't know. Maybe he knows something I don't. Anyway, we're all friends in the mass yeah. community. Well, I think it's time to take it out, and we can Let's come take back. It out. We can come back next time and see if Brent Wright you brought you back. All right. What should uh, we leave with? What song? Let's do the one that starts with the Jurassic Park roar. Okay. The one in on mission. Here it is. The one that starts with Jurassic Park. What song War. is that, though? Mother Puncher? Mother Puncher, yeah. Hey, this is Future Hogue. Uh, the song is not called Mother Puncher. That's a different song. This one's called Crusher Destroyer. Destroyer. <laughs>